0: International Baptist College is a dynamic ministry of Tri-City Baptist Church in Chandler. IBC offers three Bachelor of Arts degrees and four graduate degrees. The professors at IBC desire to teach students how to think, live, and lead from a conservative biblical worldview. Whether you are pursuing a degree or laying a biblical foundation for your life, IBC will mentor you into ministry. Please check out our website at ibconline.edu or call 1-800-IBC-4858 for more information. Now, I don't want to be cynical, okay? I don't think it helps Christians to be cynical. But I do think it does help Christians to be wise. And I do think it helps us, helps Christians to think through what people are saying.
1: Celeste Montague, welcome to Dare to Stand, a radio ministry of Northwest Valley Baptist Church in Glendale, Arizona, featuring the teaching of senior pastor Dr. Kevin Shaw. Dare to Stand is on the radio to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ to all who will listen, to carefully teach the truth of God's word, and to encourage a healthy lifestyle of worshiping and honoring God. For more details about Dare to Stand or the ministry of Northwest Valley Baptist Church, please visit www.daretostand.org or call the church at 623-581-3115. You can receive a free MP3 copy of today's message or the entire series in MP3 format for a small fee by contacting the church. Today, we continue our study in the book of Ezra, As Dr. Shaw talks more about things that happened to God's people when they finally were released from exile and were returning to rebuild the temple and Jerusalem. They still had enemies, and Dr. Shaw begins our time today by recapping the timeline of events. Let's listen. Here's Dr. Kevin Shaw with part two of a message called When the Enemy Attacks.
0: So remember that Ezra is writing this and he's looking back and there will be a couple letters in this chapter that are actually from a later time period to be examples of the type of opposition the children of Israel were facing. It's not that they're put in here deceitfully because he tells us exactly when these letters were written. And so we can go back and look, and he understands the timeline. But we'll take a look at the opposition and the type of opposition that happened. So this is the timeline so far. They, they, we're right after point two up there. We're right after the altar and the foundation have been built. And what happens it's the enemy attacks. The adversaries here. Now, how does the enemy work? Well, here's the first tactic of the enemy. Friendship. You say, ooh, that's scary. It might be the most effective tactic the enemy has. Let's take a look. It says here, Now when the adversaries of Judah and Benjamin heard that the children of the captivity builded unto the Lord God of Israel, then they came to Israel and they said, verse, middle of verse 2, Let us build with you. Let us join with you. Let us build with you. Can I tell you something? You need to be very very careful when your enemy says, "Let me help." "Let's work together." The purpose of the, purpose of the enemies of God in joining the work of God is to corrupt the word of work of God from beginning, from the beginning. It's one one of the things that Satan does. And we can look at a number of passages of scripture. To see how that this happened in the New, the Old Testament, and we see some isolated incidents in the Old Testament, but this becomes a pervasive problem with the New Testament Church. Now, here's what they said. I I can imagine. They they come. Listen, we worship the same God. We worship. We're we're after the same thing. We worship the same God, and the answer to that, of course, is no. You don't. They did not worship the God, the same God. I want you to notice a little bit here. It says, "Let us build with you, for we seek your God as you do, and we do sacrifice unto Him since the days of Esarhaddon, the king of Asher." Now, here's the problem. You say, well, can you imagine? And I'm sure that there are some people within the leadership of the children of Israel at this point that thought, wow, they're coming along and they want to join with us and they want to help. What a blessing! Isn't this great? Now, I don't want to be cynical, okay? I don't think it helps Christians to be cynical. But I do think it does help Christians to be wise. And I do think it helps us, helps Christians to think through what people are saying. You say, well, wouldn't it have been possible? What if they were actually really sincere? That they, you know, the children of Israel are coming back from the land of Persia and they're willing to establish temple worship in Jerusalem and now these people want to convert to Judaism and they want to join with them and they want to join together and be one great big happy God-worshipping family. But when you listen to what they say, we know that that is not true. You say, how do you know that's not true? Because here's what it says. It says, we do sacrifice unto him since the days of Esarhaddon. Now let's just talk about that for a moment. Who was Esarhaddon? He was the king of Assyria. Now we have to go all the way back. We're, we're here in the 630s BC. The Assyrians were were conquering the northern kingdom in the late 700s B.C. So you're talking over 100 years before. In fact, remember, you have Sennacherib coming in and taking the northern kingdom captive, and then surrounding surrounding Jerusalem, and God slays 185,000 of the Assyrians, and then they go home. And then the Babylonians conquered the Assyrians, and they reigned for a period of time. And then the Persians and the Medes conquered the Babylonians. We're talking about two kingdoms previous. In fact, these people who were talking about worshiping this god were living in the land with their corrupt religion at, before the, the southern kingdom was taken into captivity. They knew who these people were. And they knew that this was a corrupt form of Christianity. One of the things that we're doing on Sunday nights right now is we're dealing with cults, and we're dealing with world religions and cults. So we will do some world religions that don't claim to be Christian whatsoever, but we will also deal with false religions that claim to be Christian religions, but they are not Christian in any way. There are false Christian religions out there. They don't worship the same God. They don't preach the same gospel. It is a corruption of our understanding of God and it is a corruption of the gospel and it is one of the ways in which the enemy attacks the truth by saying, we're all the same. I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to speak this this morning without speaking very plainly. So let me explain something. The God of the LDS church is not the God of the Bible Okay? Understand. Their view of God is this. As man is, God once was. As God is, man may become. That is the, the core understanding of the Mormon view of God. That is not the biblical understanding of who God is. So, we, ha- we have differences. We have to understand these. Okay? And there are other religions that are the same way. Would claim to be Christian. So... Um, they would say, let's work together. Let's build the temple together. Um, they wanted to corrupt from within. They knew these people from old. They're not the same as God, not the same as worship. Did the New Testament church uh, find the same things? Yes. There were, there were teachers that came in the New Testament, and they wanted to to be part of this fledgling New Testament church. But they were teaching that Jesus hadn't come in the flesh. The book uh, Gospel of John tells us, and just, uh, the Gospel of John tells us that you need to you need to mark and avoid these. The book of Romans tells us to mark and avoid those which cause division in the church, contrary to sound doctrine, sound teaching. It's doctrinal division. It isn't this what they're creating. Havoc in the church with personal relationships but they're creating divisions based upon doctrine. I mean, other passages of Scripture. Let's just go to a couple of them in the New Testament for us to understand. For those that would want to come in and say, hey, we're on the same team. We're accomplishing the same thing. It says here, verse 6 of Galatians chapter 1. Galatians chapter 1, verse 6 says this. I marvel... That you are so soon removed from him, that's Jesus, that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel. There were other gospels that were being preached. But though we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you, than that which we we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. He says, even if it's me, the gospel is what matters, not the person.
1: Dr. Shaw is talking about the Apostle Paul's plea to believers to reject any other gospel than the one they received from the apostles. We always will have false teachers and false so-called friends who want to partner with us, but they are not necessarily on our side. They may have hidden agendas and false gospels. You're listening to Dare to Stand with Dr. Kevin Shaw as we study the book of Ezra and bring you part two of a message called When the Enemy Attacks. Dare to Stand is a radio outreach of Northwest Valley Baptist Church. Please visit daretostand.org for more details about Dr. Shaw's church or this radio program. Here's Dr. Shaw to talk about an addiction recovery ministry going on at Northwest. It's called Freedom That Lasts.
0: Hello, this is Kevin Schull. Are you or someone you know dealing with the agony of an addiction? You cannot change what you do until you let God change who you are. Freedom That Lasts is a discipleship ministry of Northwest Valley Baptist Church that applies the life-transforming principles of the gospel and Christian growth to the problems of life-dominating sins and addictions. All of this happens in an atmosphere of love and accountability. If you would like to know more information about this important ministry, give us a call at 623-581-3115 or visit our website at daretostand.org. Go to the homepage and click the Discipleship Connections button.
1: Well, thank you, Dr. Shaw, and please contact Northwest Valley Baptist Church for more details about the addiction recovery ministry called Freedom That Lasts. Call 623 623- And now, let's get back to Dr. Shaw as he talks more about the Apostle Paul's plea to reject any other truth other than God's truth.
0: As we said before, so I say now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you than that which ye have received, let him be accursed. There were some that wanted to take New Testament Christianity and mix it together with paganism. And create something new. There are other ways in which this was done. We see this. uh, This is described in 2 Corinthians chapter 6. In 2 Corinthians chapter 6. It says this. Verse 14. Be ye not unequally yoked together in a bonded relationship. With unbelievers, for what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion hath light with darkness? And what concord hath Christ with Belial? Or what part hath he that believeth with an infidel? And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and will be their God, and they shall be my people. You don't do this syncretistic type of religion. There is this call that says, listen, we don't join together in doing God's work with people who are opposed to God's work. That doesn't mean we aren't going to be nice. It doesn't mean we aren't going to be kind. It doesn't mean that we aren't going to try to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. But we have to be really careful there are two different ways in, this, in which this has happened, oh, even in the last hundred years in Christianity. There are some that said, listen, and this early fundamentalist, this is what happened. Uh, in the 1920s, there were those people that began to deny the inspiration of Scripture. They began to deny the virgin birth and the miracles, and, you know, based upon scientific evidence. And, there, and so within all of the major denominations, various types of churches, not just Baptist churches, but other denominations, you began to have these, these battles between people that called themselves the fundamentalists and the others that called themselves the modernists. Now, the modernists were the ones that denied the, the justification and the virgin birth and the, the resurrection and all of those things. And the early fundamentalists said, if you deny those things, you don't have Christianity anymore. You don't have the gospel anymore. And so, there were some battles within the denominations. Who's going to control those churches? Now, what happened, though, is there was a group of people that were in the middle. Um, the term that is being used today to describe those group of people were the indifferentists. And those are the people said, that said, let's all be friends. We can all be part of the same group. And we can we believe like you, but we love them. And why can't they be part? You see, and it ended up corrupting those denominations. You go a little bit later, and there was a group. They became indifferent. They were of, came out of that fundamentalist group. They said, "Listen, we've been apart too long." We're and and, and the the first group said, "We're going to let them remain in." The second group says we're going to go back into their institutions. We're, instead of them and joining us, we're going to join them. And we're going to infiltrate them. The danger in that is, a little leaven leavens the whole lump. And one of, the things, one of the lessons that we see in the Old Testament, we'll see actually in the book of Haggai when we get there. Because all of this works together. We talk in the book of Haggai when we get there, that which is corrupt... Corrupts that which is good. That which is good doesn't sanctify that which is corrupt. All right? So here is the the first tactic, is this tactic of friendship. And the response of this for the people, let's go back. You're probably already there, but I'm going to go back to Ezra chapter 4. Notice the response. But Zerubbabel, verse 3. And Jeshua, the rest of the chief fathers of Israel, said unto them, You have nothing to do with us. Listen, you don't serve the same God. There is nothing. We don't have common ground here. He says, You have nothing to do with us to build the house of our God, but we ourselves together will build it unto the Lord our God of Israel, as King Cyrus and King of Persia hath commanded. They gave two reasons why they did not allow them to participate. This is a house for our God, and that our God is a different God than your God. It's not a statement that God, the God of heaven, was reserved exclusively for the Jews because many could worship the God of heaven, but rather that the God that they worshipped was not the same God as the God of the Jews. And there's a difference. The second one was this. Cyrus commanded us to build it, and so that's how we're going to do it. So the first tactic is friendship. The second tactic is intimidation or fear. Take a look at verse 4. That didn't work. So what happens in verse 4? Then the people of the land weakened the hands of the people of Judah and troubled them in building. Now I want you to take a look at that word, troubled them. What does that word troubled them mean? For us, it's more of a general idea. But the idea is to terrify them or intimidate them or to make them afraid. They troubled them. This probably occurred in the form of intimidation, maybe show of military force, threats, creation of opposing alliances, threats, in the modern vernacular, cancellation, right? Cancel culture. Rioting, vandalizing, opposing, shouting, screaming down. Making people wonder what's going to come around the next corner. And they used fear. The troubled means to make them afraid. Show of force, threats, riots, vandalization, cancel culture. And then they move on. I can move through these now fairly quickly. Frustration. Verse 5. Then they hired counselors against them to frustrate their purpose all the days of Cyrus, king of Persia, even until the reign of Darius, king of Persia. Now, I often wonder, what were these? They, they, they hired outside contractors. Counselors. By the way, this is a conspiracy. See, what is a consp- conspiracy? When a group of people work together to accomplish a task here. And so here's what you do have. They are opposed. They're tri- they've tried to join. That didn't work. They tried to intimidate, make them afraid and make them stop because, you know, if you just intimidate, sometimes people just buckle and they'll quit. But they didn't quit. And so now they're hiring counselors. Um, some people believe this is lawyers. I don't want to say unkind things about lawyers. But oftentimes the counsel, the people that you hire, are the types of people to say, "Let's look into the legal aspects and see if we can find some sort of loophole in the law or something in the law that can make them stop." Let's, you know, let's take a look at the building codes and let's go back and look at, you know, let's find something that can help to make them stop. Uh, and so they did. They hired counselors, a conspiracy. While we do not know exactly what the counselors did, they clearly sought legal opposition to the work because the rest of the chapter describes the type of legal opposition. By the way, they also took the wrong, long road and continued this type of opposition all the way through until Nehemiah's day.
1: Have you noticed how God's enemies are in it for the long haul? They don't give up. Dr. Shaw will be back with a closing thought. Stay tuned. You're listening to Dare to Stand, a radio ministry outreach of Northwest Valley Baptist Church in Glendale, Arizona, where our teacher, Dr. Kevin Shaw, serves as senior pastor. Northwest Valley Baptist Church is located at 4030 West Yorkshire Drive in Glendale. That's just south of the 101 at 40th Avenue. Sunday worship service is at 9.30 a.m. Adult Bible studies and Sunday school for all ages are at 11 a.m. And Sunday evening service is at 6 p.m. Child care is provided for all services. Wednesday evening activities include prayer meetings, children's and teens programs. Northwest Valley Baptist Church also offers a quality traditional Christian education for your children, grades K-12, through at Arrowhead Christian Academy, located right on the church property at 40th Avenue and Yorkshire Drive. For more details about the church, kids' programs, this radio broadcast, or to register your kids for Arrowhead Christian Academy, please visit www.daretostand.org. Or call 623-581-3115. If you enjoy listening to this radio program, please consider supporting Dare to Stand with a tax-deductible donation of any amount. You can visit daretostand.org and follow the link to the church website, where you can also download free copies of Pastor Shaw's sermons, nwbbc.org. And you can call us at Northwest and let us minister to you personally in any way we can. Call 623-581-3115 today. Remember, you can listen to Dare to Stand Sunday mornings at 9 a.m. on this same radio station. And you're always welcome to visit Northwest Valley Baptist Church in person for Sunday morning services at 9.30 a.m. and Sunday evening teaching and discipleship at 6 p.m. I'm Celeste Montague encouraging you to tune in next time as we continue a study in the book of Ezra. Now, here's Dr. Shaw with a closing thought about opposition. Do join us next time for more right here on Dare to Stand.
0: We think, man, if we could just get through this trouble now, then everything will be good later. No, it was persistent. God intends for us to do his work cheerfully, determinedly, lovingly, in spite of opposition. And opposition is the norm. It's not the exception.